Welcome to Pep Talk and Pickleball, the podcast that's here to uplift, empower, and inspire midlife women on their journey towards a healthier, happier, and more confident second half of life. I am your host, Jill Lewis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting adventure. If you are a midlife woman looking for that extra boost of positivity and guidance as you navigate the world of health, nutrition, fitness, and the unique experiences of the empty nest phase, well, you are in the right place. This podcast is your dedicated source of uplifting pep talks that will reignite your spark and help you embrace the incredible opportunities that Life Second Act has to offer. And here's the twist. It's not just about life advice. We're also about having a blast on the court. So if you're like me and you've fallen head over heels for the fun game of pickleball, well, you're going to love how I weave my passion for the game into almost every episode. From strategies to stories, we'll keep the pickleball love alive. All right. So this is Pep Talk and Pickleball. Let's grab our paddles and let the pep talks roll. Welcome back to Pep Talk and Pickleball. This is your host, Jill Lewis. And this week it's just me. And I'm going to be talking to you about a big birthday. I have a week from today. Guess what? I am turning the big five Oh, it's finally here. I can't believe it, but here's the good news. What I've realized is that 50 does not feel like 50 at all. Isn't that weird? It just doesn't. You know, I remember my parents turning 50 and thinking, looking at them and their friends, uh, my dad's 50th birthday party going, these people are old. (laughs) I don't feel like that at all. And I'm sure my parents didn't feel that way either when they were turning 50. So, um, yeah, that's the good news is that 50 doesn't feel doesn't feel old at all to me. I feel good physically and mentally. And I thought I would share with you today. I think I've got about 13 little tips, things that I have found um, that are just kind of little life lessons maybe at 50 that I've learned, things I feel like I'm doing a lot better with at 50 than I did maybe at 30. And yeah, I'm just going to dive into those right away. So a lot of meandering thoughts here. Nothing is in really any order. And maybe this will be a two-parter because it was hard to kind of take 50 years of life experience and then just throw it into one little podcast, but we'll see how it goes. All right, let's, let's kick this off. One thing I have learned for sure is that the comparison game is a losing proposition. And I know girls, I'm obviously am female myself. And I know one thing that we do and spend way, way, way too much time on is comparison. So Comparison when you're young versus you're old, it's still the same. You might see where somebody is in their life and you're comparing your own. Um, Social media certainly doesn't make that great um, because we're seeing the highlight reel of everyone's life, including myself. You know, I don't share with you on social media the times when I'm down and out. I am a I only like to show positive vibes on my social media. So I'm first to admit to you that I'm not going to show you the days where maybe I was crying or the days that um, I was arguing with my husband, or I'm not going to tell you about just feeling down about something or maybe feeling bad about something I ate or I don't know what, but like I have those feelings. Those are just normal life 
things, but I don't share them because that's just not my style. You know, I like to be a um, inspiring person and someone that's just going to bring joy and silliness and, and health and fitness and great recipes into your life. But that's on social media here. I I'm a little more real about who I am for sure in the podcast world. Um, but on social media, you know, if you only have like seven seconds to share stuff, I want to keep it light and I just want to share recipes and things. I, and of course, you know, I don't want to be inauthentic, but that's why I have a podcast where I can be a little more real with you. So I guess I say all that because just know that like Instagram is not the place to be comparing yourself to other people because you just have no idea. I mean, case in point, did you guys see recently there's a YouTuber, my daughter and I were talking about this, that just that was arrested and is in court criminal charges. She's a YouTuber, like was a famous YouTuber. I don't know her name. She was abusing her children and she's pleading guilty right now to this. I think it's in Utah. You want to talk about, you know, the comparison game there. What you see is not always what you get on social media for sure. I mean, that girl was obviously was a wackadoo and her poor children. Thank goodness she was caught. But, you know, things in life are not as they seem. We no one knows what's happening behind closed doors uh, in someone's you think their life might be perfect. And you have no idea, you know, I look back on my life and I think, you know, I could compare where, um, like in my twenties, for example, you know, I met my husband when I was 19, we got married and had our first son when I was 23. Then I had another son at 25 and I had my daughter at 29. Now, if I had compared my life to like my friends that were single and living it up and career girls and stuff, like, thankfully I never did that but I didn't have social media back then. And I think if I had, then I might've felt like I, I might've had that FOMO of missing out on things, but I just, I didn't. And, but now I look at my life and I'm like, thank goodness. I love that I had my kids in my twenties and, and that I'm a young empty nester and that my husband and I are getting to do all of the things. And, and, you know, we're traveling the world now and we have throughout our marriage, but I mean, traveling the world now at 50 is way more fun than traveling it when you're poor at, you know, 22. <laughs> so, um, you know, your life is, you may be somebody that got married later in life, or you may be somebody that had a child when you were 40. And, and that's wonderful too. I just think everyone's life is unique and different and, um, that's what makes the world go around. And that's great. So I guess, yeah, the comparison game, how do we get out of that? You know, that's something to just kind of think about. I think a big one on social media for me, what I have done over the last couple of years is that I have cultivated a social media that is people that I feel inspired by when I'm following um, and I don't can't compare myself to in a negative way. So that might mean that I might silence or not unfollow, what's the, the word on Instagram, or you mute, where you can mute an account so that you don't see it all the time. If it doesn't make you feel good about yourself, that's okay. Be okay with yourself knowing that and just mute that person. You know, it's totally fine to be that way. So I like to follow other people that are my age and older that I find to be inspiring. I don't need to follow 
a 30-year-old that's never had kids and isn't going to relate to my life and that looks like a supermodel. I mean, like, why would I do that? You know, now I love following like Taylor Swift and, uh, you know, people like that. I find them like super uplifting and fun. Um, So I definitely, it's not like I don't follow celebrities and things, but when it comes to, you know, the real life and I have my friends that I follow, obviously, and I have the fun accounts that I follow, but in the health industry and in the fitness industry, it can get, become a lot to follow a lot of fitness influencers, especially can the comparison game can start to set in. And then when I feel that I just, I just mute that person because I don't need that. I don't need that negativity, my own personal negativity. That's, it's not about them, right? It's about me. Same thing for you. You know, if you're feeling that comparison game, it's not about the person that you're following. It's, it's, it's you and what's happening in your own psyche. So I just think if you can limit that, just be aware of it and just go, it's okay. Like you don't have to be looking at these people all the time. Here's one thing I find really interesting, you know, on social media, I heard this on mind on the mind pump podcast recently, they were talking about how, when you're looking on social media, the people you're typically seeing are not typical of who you see in your real life, right? Like if you were going to look in your real life, like if you're looking out the window into your real life, what do those people look like versus the physical people that you're seeing on social media? So social media is not reality, okay? What you see in your own life, that's reality, right? So let's not compare those two because it's not, you know, that's apples to oranges for sure. All right. So that's number one is the comparison game, just getting out of that. And I do feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten much more wiser about it. And I, I recognize it a much, much sooner. So, um, here's the second one. This one is kind of tough, but not everybody's going to like you, <laughs> you know, and that's okay. I'm going to give you an example for me personally. Something that I have realized is that, you know, I'm not for everybody. And I have in the past tried to quiet myself. I've tried to not be what I would say, like obnoxious, silly, over the top with certain people. I tried to um, shut that off, but that's not who I am. Um, in my real life, I don't know what it is if I'm because I'm the youngest of five, if it's I'm just a kind of a performer type of person. Um, I like I don't know. Am I an attention hog? I honestly, whatever the case may be, it is who I am. And I'm loud. I project. I'm a very loud voice. I never have trouble people hearing me. Um, my laugh is so loud and obnoxious. I know that. OK, I get it. But I, I mean, that's, it's my laugh. I'm not going to change it. I even sneeze so loud. My sneezes are loud and long and obnoxious. My dad was also a very loud sneezer and a loud person. Maybe I get it from him. Um, but I'm absolutely full of silliness. I probably swear too much. I know I do, but I'm sorry. And, you know, I tend to, um, there's certain people that I can get around that I, pull back on my personality. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Why am I acting like I'm this calm, cool, collected human being when I'm actually really hyper and I'm, I can be very spontaneous and I can do silly things and make off color remarks and jokes. And I mean, I have the sense of humor of a 12 year old boy. I always have. And, um, 
I like a good dirty joke and I think that's funny. And, and there's just a lot of things that I, I do that are very silly. <laughs> my husband knows that about me. My kids absolutely know that about me. Um, and some of my friends obviously know that about me, but there's a lot of people in my life that I have I've kind of just toned myself down. And I think I'm not going to do that anymore because frankly, I don't care. Like I am who I am and why, why change that? Now, obviously I'm not trying to offend anybody. I, there's people I know in my life that don't appreciate a well-placed F-bomb, you know, I know that. And so I, if I'm never going to try to offend someone. So I don't do that around those people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about just like, just being me and being silly and loud and all those things. So for me, I realized that I'd rather have a small circle of the real ones that like me for me and all that that entails, the messiness of it all, than a big circle of people that I feel like I have to act a certain way around. That's just too exhausting. So that's just something, you know, I can just tell there's people that don't really get me or vibe with me and I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. I have one of my friends. He's like, you know, my friendship tree is full, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> and I thought that's hilarious. I love that. Okay. Number three, it is okay to change your mind. It's okay to change your mind because you know why that means, in my opinion, that means you're growing. I used to, you know, I I've made blanket statements before, or I've declared, I believe X, Y, Z. And now I'm almost 50 and I'm like, mm, I don't really believe that anymore. To me, that's a part of growing. So sorry if at some point in my life I have ever said a, but now I believe B to be true, <laughs> you know? I have that prerogative as a woman in the United States to have an opinion and then change my opinion on that. And I don't really feel like I have to explain it. It's just that I now see other sides of the story. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten much more empathetic. Um, I don't know how, I don't know why does that come with age? Um, that empathy is that being a mother is that experiencing loss in your life. Um, but I definitely feel like I'm much more empathetic person. And I do believe that uh, because of that, I have changed my opinion on things and just getting older. I'm like, okay, well, I was an, I was an idiot. I, you know, I was wrong. <laughs> That's okay to realize that like, well, I was an idiot and I was wrong. And I don't know why I would have said that. Like, gosh, it's kind of like somebody knowing you when you were in junior high or high school, and then that's your character for your whole life. No, like, gosh, I was a total moron when I was in junior high and high school. So um, every decade, I feel like I've gotten better. Certainly not every part of every decade, but I mean, I've definitely have, um, I've grown and changed. And so my opinions change. And I think that's great. And I think if you're not changing and evolving, then Oh, something right there. Okay. Here's the fourth one. You might think this one to be a little bit silly, but I think as you get older, you should not give up playing sports. <laughs> I know you weren't thinking I was going to say this next, but okay. It doesn't matter. Is it bowling? Is it pickleball? You know, that's mine. Um, is it golf? Is it softball? 
you know, is it volleyball? Is it tennis? It could be a million different things. But if you are actively involved in maybe you're, you know, like a running club or something, I don't know. But if you're in sports, maybe it's triathlons, swimming, don't stop doing that just because you're older and you have kids and whatever. I think as you get older, you need that even more. First of all, A, you need that outlet in your life. If you're a competitive person at all, like I am, you need a competitive outlet. Maybe if you're in sales, like that's your competitive outlet, you know, um, I certainly get that. But I think that everybody needs that because A, it's community. It's it's a community that is like yours and it's special to you. Um, and having community as you age is super important. Like studies have shown people that have that wonderful community, they live longer, you know, um, they're healthier individuals. Obviously the sport you may have to, whatever that sport may be, you may have to um, make some accommodations um, as you age so that you don't injure yourself. However, there's so many benefits to it. Like, why would you give it up? And having a family, I get a job and a family and all of that. I think carving out time for just you is never selfish. And no matter what age you are and you and your partner trying to figure that out on how to have some kind of outlet for yourself in some kind of activity that's a physical activity is a wonderful thing, wonderful thing to do. So that's my fourth one. Here's my fifth one. Your kids are going to grow, um, you know, they're living with you, then they're going to grow up, they're going to go to college, and they might move away. And you know what I think about that? I think bravo to you, mom, um, that and dads too, but bravo to you that they did that. I think it's a blessing. I think that kids having that independence and you taught them that. And that's a, that's an amazing thing. Your kids growing up and moving away doesn't mean that they don't love you. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the fact that you gave them the wings to fly and do that, right? And that you gave them, I think, a spirit of adventure. And life should be adventurous and amazing. And so, I, I don't know. My husband and I are thrilled that our kids want to experience the world, that they want to travel the world and uh, and be on their own and meet new people and and live that independent life. And maybe at some point in time, one, two, or all three of them will move back to our little town. And obviously we would be happy if they did that too. But for now, if you are a parent that's struggling with your kids, either going away to college or living far away, be really proud of yourself that you gave them um, the capability to do that because life's an adventure. And why would we want to stifle that? Um, I think too many parents make it about them. And I got to say, my mom and dad, they were on the opposite end of that spectrum. It was like, they did not make it about them at all. They probably could have made it even more. They could have made it more about them, <laughs> honestly, but, um, but they didn't. And so, yeah, like you can't make your kid feel guilty for wanting to branch out 
that's, that's like the natural, that's a natural thing to do. So yeah, I think be proud of yourself for doing that. I certainly feel really good about that um, for my own sake. Okay. Number six, this one makes me so sad, but I'm just going to tell you, this is what I've learned at 50 for me personally. Some of you may find this to be true as well. Okay. Alcohol is a full on toxin. Look, even my dog has to get up and walk away. She's so upset. So upset about this. Alcohol is a toxin. Whatever health benefits that studies have tried to show us through the years about why alcohol is good for you, mm -mm. all the negative sides of alcohol are going to way overshadow any slight um, health benefit. Okay. There are none. And, uh, it is a toxin for your body. It's not a benefit. For me personally, alcohol, it makes me feel terrible. I physically have been sick just this past year, like twice from it, from just like two or three glasses of wine. That would have never happened to me years ago, but it does now. It's so sad, but I'm not saying I don't ever indulge. I do, but it's just totally different now. So for me, I sleep terrible. I wear an aura ring and it tracks all of like my health data. So I can tell when I'm sleeping in particular, the sleep is disrupted really bad. And the sleep is my, or my temperature goes up, which I think is so crazy. Physically, my temperature rises and so does my heart rate. So my resting heart rate is up significantly from the times, um, the nights that if I've had alcohol compared to the nights that I haven't. So when I look at those types of numbers and like health factors, that makes me not want to do it as much. Plus I know that it is a stop sign to, to fat loss. So I know like for my clients that are actively trying to lose fat, that it's, it's a negative for them. Um, in that regard, especially women that are trying to lose belly fat, it's absolutely going to hinder that process for them. And it makes me swollen. I feel hot. I it's, it's like I have a physical, a, like an allergy to it now. So it's just different and I have to view it. So now when I think about drinking adult beverages, I still do sometimes, but I have to limit it. I got to drink a ton of water when I do it. And I know, in my mind, I think I'm willingly putting this toxin into my body <laughs> and that'll change your mindset. It'll change your mindset a little bit about it. Okay, number seven. Let's let's get off of that downer. This one is a Girl Scout saying that I learned. I was a Girl Scout, by the way, for a long time. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other is gold. Okay, your old friends, your OG, grade school, junior high, high school friends, college friends, those are your lifers, okay? And they are to be treated like a precious gemstone, right? They are precious and they have stuck by you when you were a total raving lunatic idiot and they've seen you at your worst and they've seen you at your best. And if they're still hanging around um, and you may not talk to them very much and you may not see them as much, but if they're still there, like I have some friends that I know I could call on and boom, they would be there for me in a heartbeat, heartbeat no matter where they live. Those are your people and even though life gets busy, um, I wish this is something I wish I had done a better job through my 30s, especially and um, in my early 40s of keeping keeping up with them better. Thank God they're still in my life. And now that 
Now I'm 50. We had a girl's trip and we're like 30 years in the making on this trip. And we said, we're doing this every year now because that's how important it is. So taking little bits of time to reach out to those friends, keep doing that because obviously, obviously as you grow and you move and you have kids and then those kids have friends and that makes new friends for you. That's amazing. And those new friends, you always need to be reaching out and making new friends, but new acquaintances, but keeping those OG friends is so, so important. Okay. Here's one. This is all about my attitude and how I, this is number eight, by the way, my attitude and how I react to stress or problems. Okay. For me, instead of having this major reaction and overreaction, calling like having a 911 reaction to everything that goes wrong in my life, I started asking myself, this was about three to five years ago, started asking myself, is this a five minute problem or like a five year problem? Now, do you know what I mean by that? So is it a five minute problem? Meaning like it's, this is, this is something that can be resolved very, very quickly. A five minute problem might be like, I ordered a steak medium rare, and I got it like, well done. You know, is that really something to get that irate about? Um, you know, a five hour problem might be like my hotel room isn't ready when it needs to be ready. Like it's supposed to be ready at this time and the hotel's behind, you know, little things like that. Or five hour problem might be like a traffic jam situation. Hopefully it's not five hours, but you know what I mean? So to have the appropriate response where it's not sounding alarm bells on a five minute problem, like you would on a five week, five month, five year problem. <laughs> so just in your life, kind of ask yourself, like, what kind of problem is this? Is this a five year problem? Is it a five? Um, but, or is it just like a, a five minute problem? You know, find out like, which is it? And then have gauge your response. So that's kind of what I do. I feel like it helps and not everything needs to be like sound the alarms, call 911, freak out moment, which I used to do, sadly. You know, I used to have major overreactions to everything and I'm really trying to just kind of tone it down. So um, yeah, not everything needs a huge response, right? All right, here's one. Work out because you love yourself not because you hate your body. That is going to hit solid with so many women. I think like get right to the heart of it. So you're going to, I want you to exercise, to lift weights, to work out because you love yourself, not because you hate your body. The negativity, the waste, the time wasted on hating your body is so incredibly sad to me. I see this all the time and I, I can feel it. I can feel women that feel shame, that they feel just so negative. They compare themselves to everybody. Um, they can't stand looking at themselves in the mirror. They don't like trying on clothes. They don't want to, you know, their, their significant other to see them naked in the light. I mean, that kind of stuff is so be deeply sad to me that I just think, you know what, we got to change the script here to love yourself enough to work out, not don't do it as a punishment. 
That's a big, big mindset shift for you to make. And along with that is when you're working out, this is kind of like an addendum. So this is 9B. <laughs> Work out to get strong, not to get skinny. Change if, When you change that mindset up, girl, you're going to change up everything. Everything kind of can click and fall into place because your mental headspace is so much better. You are just, it's a game changer. Instead of trying to make yourself smaller all the time, which I get, if you if you really truly have weight to lose, the good news is that the side effect from gaining muscle tissue on your body is that you're going to lose fat. So you will, I mean, it's going to take some time, but it will happen. So just changing up that mindset on how you exercise, doing it because you love yourself makes all the difference. Okay, number 10, stick up for yourself from the get-go in any relationship that you have. All right, so you're gonna be your own advocate in every relationship that you have. If you're a people pleaser, this is extremely, extremely hard to do but you can do this. Okay. So what I want for you to do is whether it's a work relationship, it's a relationship with like a, with you and your significant other, with your children, with your family, friends, acquaintances, people that you're in an association with people that you are in a club with, whatever you be in control and you need to have standards on how people treat you and let them know that from the get go. So like with your marriage from the get go, you need to have really good communication on, okay, if your spouse has a hobby, say for instance, like golf and can go play, you know, golf for five hours on a Saturday. I mean, and if you don't like that, or if you're like, okay, that's fine. But then I, you know, maybe you have kids and then you're like, but I need some time alone too. Like you need to be able to balance that and like stick up for yourself and go, well, wait a minute. Like, this is kind of weird how you get to do this and I don't. And especially if you're both working and, you know, you got to share a lot of the responsibilities and you need to have your own things in your life, like that needs to be communicated. And I'll be honest, I did not communicate effectively enough when I was first married. And, you know, that kind of bit the relationship in the butt, so to speak, because then if you don't stick up for yourself right away, it's, it's just going to explode at some point in time and it's going to become an issue. So with marriage, Obviously, we know that example, but the same thing could be with like coworkers, you know, and how they're treating you. And maybe they're expecting you to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, what? Or people can talk to you a certain way. Or maybe there's certain men that can make, you know, remarks to you that are not appropriate. And you've kind of let it slide for a while, but it's really making you crazy. You know, you need to stick up for yourself. So, speaking to especially younger women, but people that are people pleasers, like, you have got to speak up for yourself. I don't put up with much <laughs> anymore. I used to, um, believe it or not, there were certain people in my life that I would just kind of, you know, I just didn't have the stones to stick up for myself on. And that really doesn't happen anymore. That for sure comes with age and confidence. You know, people are going to treat you 
accordingly to your attitude that you give. And it doesn't mean that you're being a total witch, right? No, it just means you you want to be respected. And to be respected, you got to let people know, like, who are they dealing with? You're not somebody, you're not a wallflower, you're not going to be walked all over and let them know it's all good. You know, it's okay to be an assertive female in this world, right? Okay. Number 11, number 11, keep learning technology. Don't give up on that. Get this one from my mother. My mom is 86. And let me tell you, she just got rid of her satellite TV. She had like direct or dish network or something. And she's got YouTube TV now. What? Yeah. She's figured it out. You guys, my husband and I don't even have YouTube TV because I've been like, oh, it's like a whole new thing we got to learn. And my mom's already done it. My mom's got an Apple watch. And she has always said, I refused. I want to keep learning because as soon as you refuse to learn, you get old and she's not wrong. Okay. So keep learning. And I, I look at my life from where I was at 44 or 45 until now at 50 with my job. And I have to say pretty darn proud of myself for learning how to podcast, edit podcasts, how to work on Canva and do all my marketing on social media and creating reels and YouTubes and blah, 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 all of that. Super, super proud of myself for doing. And um, yeah, like we can't get old. We're going to keep learning, embracing that change, not getting stuck and don't be intimidated by it. It's a gift to, it's a gift to have that learning mentality where you're always ready to learn something new. That is a true gift. So um, so happy that I did learn that from my mother. Okay. Number 12, number 12 is don't ignore your annual checkups. I've done it. I've done it. It's not a good feeling guys. So getting your mammogram every year, getting your annual checkups with your gynecologist, checking in with your PCP, even when you feel like everything's okay, getting some blood work done and then demanding to know, like not in a hateful way, but get blood work done and then have them explain the results of the blood work so that you understand you have to be an advocate for your own health in our healthcare system. You know, I always talk about, I think I got it from Steve, uh, Dr. Stephen Cabral. Healthcare isn't healthcare, it's sick care. Okay. So you got to be your best advocate, but you need to know like, A, what are your baselines? Don't put your head in the sand about it because if you catch things too late, that's when all Hades breaks loose. So I want to make sure that you are doing what you can to make sure that you are on top of the game with what you can control. You can't control everything with your health, but you can certainly do your annual checkups and so, so important. On top of that, if you can afford it, is to get a functional or integrative health practitioner on your team. So you've got your primary care physician, you've got your PCP, and you've got your um, you've got your gynecologist, but you also have this functional medicine person that is there for your health care, not just your sick care. So you've got that functional uh, medicine that is knowing like vitamin levels in your body, um, making sure that everything is running optimally because we don't just want to not be sick. We want to be living at an optimal level. 
So when you're living at an optimal level, everything's clicking better. You're sleeping better. Your hair is better. Your skin is better. The fat isn't going to be hanging around like it would if you're not running optimally, um, your body running optimally. So there's just so many benefits of your joints, the aches and pains in your life, especially if you are going through, uh, if you're in perimenopause right now, or maybe you just went through menopause, if you're having like insane hot flashes, if you're doing all those things, like go see somebody, go see somebody. There's a lot of help you can get out there. I know the functional medicine got to pay out of pocket, but man, is it worth it? Man, is it worth it? Okay. One more. This is number 13. So I'm going to read this to you. I read that you are the writer and the director of your own life. You're the writer and the director of your own life. Whatever situation, okay, good or bad, that you are in right now, you had a part of it, okay? You wrote it and directed it. You likely helped create this situation that you're in right now. Disclaimer, I obviously know that there are circumstances in your life that you had zero control over, okay? How you reacted to those types of situations, though, you did have control over how you react is still, you wrote your reaction, you directed your reaction, you created it. So, but for the most of us, everything that we've done, we have made that decision. I know that can seem like overwhelming to think about, but I like thinking about this now because I think, I wish I would have thought about this sooner in my life because it really makes me aware now on the decisions that I make, just everyday decisions about saying yes or no to things, I think about that as, okay, this is my creation. I'm the writer here. I'm directing this show, the show of my life. And last year when I came down to Florida for the first time, I thought, you know what? I'm going to start saying yes, because I it's really easy to say no to things. And I'm going to really try to open myself up to meeting more people. And I'm going to say yes to more things. And I think that makes a huge difference and putting yourself out there. So whatever it is in your life that you're not happy with, remind yourself, okay, well, I'm the writer. I'm the director. I'm the creator here. Okay. We know God's the creator, but you know what I'm saying? So you're the writer and director. We'll say God's the creator. You're the writer and the director. So what are you going to do? All right. What are you going to do? All right. Well, those are my 13 little tidbits about things I've learned, things I've been thinking about since I'm turning 50. I have no idea what we're doing on my birthday. It's going to depend on the weather. Uh, My kids will be here, my husband. So those are the people I love the very most in this world. And I'm so excited to have them all here. Um, Yeah. So we'll be in sunny Florida. Hopefully it is sunny that day. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then it's going to be the new year and all the exciting things. I do want to tell you that my next round of the faster way to fat loss will begin on January one. I love it when the first Monday of January falls on the first day of the month or just something perfect. It's like a perfect Rubik's cube, you know, starts on January one. And I would love to work with you if you're somebody that is just wanting to take control again of your health, of your eating habits. If you're wanting to maybe like feel like you're addicted to sugar or you're wanting to get help with your fitness and how do I work out and what should I do? There's just so much I can help you with. I'm going to do a six week 
round, a six week kickstart that's going to start January 1. The cost is $249, but if you register before January 1, I have a $50 off coupon for you to use. The coupon code is SAVE50, SAVE50. You got to use it before January 1st. Get signed up and listen, I'm going to put this in today's show notes. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye and happy new year.